Welcome to the PT Marketing Power Hour, highlighting successful marketing strategies from North America's fastest growing clinics so you can learn from their wins and power your practice growth. We have another great episode today, so don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's your host, physical therapist, marketing expert, and CEO of Practice Promotions, Neil Trickett. Welcome to the PT Marketing Power Hour, highlighting successful marketing strategies from North America's fastest growing clinics so you can learn from their wins and power your practice growth. I'm your host, Neil Trickett, CEO of Practice Promotions, and today's focus is around how to get your practice to overcome cost-cutting reimbursements. Let's face it, Medicare cuts are on the horizon, and really, what does this mean for your business? Is it impending doom or an opportunity to take your practice to a whole new level? Uh, we're going to talk today about three key actions you can take in order to overcome these reimbursement challenges and chart your way to making your practice way more profitable. Let's face it, this has been a vicious game that's been going on for two decades at least. Medicare between... providers, uh, this has led to you know reimbursement challenges that it really hasn't kept pace with inflation. You know, we're coming up against uh, all these inflation changes over the last two decades, and it's accelerated over these last couple of years. Uh, but let, reimbursement has not kept pace with this at all. In fact, it's decreased over time. And so we have therapists that want more um, you know, salaries, and rightfully so, they should be paid at higher rates. But the insurance companies and the, the payments just have not kept pace with that. So you can either be the effect of all this, or you can approach it from a different angle. And how am I going to overcome these obstacles and hurdles and drive more revenue in my practice? Um so it's really about keeping your eyes on that finish line, not those hurdles that come up, uh, you know, in front of you here from, you know, these cost cutting measures. Um, so, you know, when you open up your practice, you realize that you, you became an entrepreneur, right? You became a business owner. We thought that, hey, I want to be a physical therapist the whole time. But reality is you actually become more of a business owner and especially as your practice grows. Uh, so one thing to realize is that you need to become more and more skilled at business and just keep reinvesting in yourself to get better and better at business skills, including marketing. And this is going to give you much more success and your ability to create success in your practice. So let's talk here about the three key areas you can control to make your practice more successful and profitable. You know, first off is keeping your pipeline full. It's about attracting patients with top reimbursement or cash-based services. Next is about maximizing your practice's efficiency and how are you controlling your greatest expense, which we'll talk about here in a minute. And then about managing your money. So controlling finances, building profit centers in your practice and revising insurance contracts when needed. So first off, let's look at keeping your pipeline full of new patients. You know, you have to keep your practice space filled to the brim with patients. This is where the most money is lost in a practice and profitability really goes down the drain. So you are a service-based business. And this means that the name of the game is servicing as many people as you can with the resources you have. And that means the space and the therapists and staff to provide those services. 
So realize this, the most money you will ever lose is the money you never made because you did not have enough new patients to maximize your space and resources. So here's an example, right? A good benchmark is having over 100 patient visits per thousand square feet of space. Therefore, if your practice is say 2000 square feet, you should be seeing over 200 patient visits per week. Now, what do you need to achieve that? Maybe you need additional therapists. Maybe uh, you need additional staff. Maybe you need additional equipment. But if your marketing is doing its job, then you should be able to get the volume of patients into that space and then meet the resources to, to meet that demand. So I want you to realize this, marketing is your investment in business growth. So did you know that marketing is classified as an investment, not an expense? By definition, marketing actually creates more dollars for everyone you put in it. So a big mistake many practice owners make you know, when concerned with their finances and, and, and looking at the cost cuts that may come up, they're thinking on where can I cut costs? And usually the first thing they do is put marketing activities on the chopping block. And this is wrong because this hurts your ability to drive new business and patients and revenue into the practice. So realize this, your marketing produces new and returning customers, period. So most practices they don't even get close to the industry standard of 8% of their gross revenue spent on marketing activities. And this is a small business association statistic. In healthcare, it's about 8%. In other industries, it's about 11%. And for most PT practices, they're actually spending 2% less. So they're not even spending enough on their marketing activities to generate the volume of new patients that they really need to generate growth. So, the other thing you have to look at here in, in your pipeline is diversifying and attracting new patients with better insurance. So if you're a practice that is heavy on a population with Medicare, then what's happening is you're putting all your eggs in one basket when Medicare decides to change their reimbursement. However, if you, works, if you work towards marketing to a diverse population, let's say you're able to go more direct to the consumer and use the internet more online, Google searches, you could attract more private paying insurances and uh, patients with private paying, uh, private insurance and cash paying patients to offset those losses that may occur from Medicare. So the question is how well are you leveraging the internet to market directly to new patients with different types of insurance? So you also have to call out what you want. In addition to having those key insurances that you pay the most, for example, um, like Blue Cross Blue Shield, then you know, put that first everywhere in your marketing. So for example, we accept Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, Medicare, most insurances. You know, always call out your top reimbursing insurance first on your website, you know, marketing, newsletters, whatever you're putting out there. So put, put that best paying insurance first uh, in, out there, right? The second step here, you know, first step, again, we're, we're gonna maximize your pipeline. You gotta, gotta fill it up. You gotta get as many people as you can. And, and handle the caseload that way. The second step here is to maximize your efficiency. So, you know, to make your practice more profitable, you have to keep your practice full with patients, you know, all the time. And your therapist should rarely have a hole in their schedule and it should be easily filled with people waiting to get in. So looking at it from that point of view, your greatest cost, as you well know, is labor cost. 
right? And you have to keep a tight line on this. So if, if, if times get slow, you don't cut marketing, you actually cut back work hours, right? Because that's where your maximum expenses. And ideally you don't wanna do that. You wanna keep them full in the first place. So it's really better to keep your staff full and that way your practice will be more profitable. There's also the time to hire. And often what I see with business owners and practice owners is they don't hire soon enough. They're fearful that they won't be able to afford that jump in salary, that jump in expenses. But often this is gonna hamstring your practice because it inhibits the ability to make that additional revenue and it puts more strain on the team. So you, if you feel confident in your marketing and you can predict the volume increase that you can generate and create, uh, then you can hire accordingly. So the other thing is you need to look at a patient, you know, your patient care coordinator at the front desk. This is really, to me, the most vital person in the practice, even more valuable than the therapist. Uh, because if you have a rock star patient care coordinator at the front desk who can control patient scheduling, then you have a very profitable pr practice. Uh, but if your front desk is not well-trained, they struggle uh, with a high cancellation rate because they're not controlling the conversations, they're not controlling the patient and the scheduling at the front, and that can be costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars across the front desk if it's not tightly managed. So, you know, if you're looking for help on this, I highly recommend my friend Dee Bills. She has uh, the front office guru. Go to frontofficeguru.com. Uh, she also has a company called uh, Fix Your Front Desk with online training. And so the whole point there is to help your front desk get better trained at how to handle patient arrival rates at 96% or higher. So great resource for you there. You know, uh, sometimes from an expense standpoint, uh, this may be you, may, may not be, but we, we've seen uh, practice owners go for too many locations. So you, if you have more than one location, you have to look at, is, are the locations as profitable as they should be? And so for many practice owners having multiple locations, sometimes it can be more of a status of success, you know, and rightly, rightfully so. It's an expansion of your business, you know, if it's done correctly. However, if you opened locations just to have more, to, to feel successful, you know, and you didn't really have a solid foundation or processes in those first clinic or two, then those other clinic locations, it's just going to compound the problem. It's just going to get uh, harder. And, and actually the, the first practice may not be profitable enough. And now you add on these other expenses for a new location that's opening up and, and everything struggles. So you need to really look at when's the right decision to open the next location or open a second location or multiple locations, because that those, those first practice or two um, or second locations should be very profitable, which would allow the expansion of the business that way. So that second step there Remember, first step is maximizing your pipeline. The second step there is maximizing your efficiency and especially your labor costs. And now step three is really looking at managing your finances and where can you build profit centers and how can you revise insurance contracts to get more revenue. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy listening to the PT Marketing Power Hour, it probably means you're the kind of person who wants to grow your clinic and take control of your direct-to-patient marketing. But what if there was something you could do today to improve your clinic website, attract more patients, well, there is. Our new 10-minute website makeover workshop is going to teach you how to diagnose your website's problems and show you five simple actions that you could take today to improve your website and attract more new patients. We promise you don't even have to be tech savvy for this. The 10-minute website makeover will work for you. 
To access this free 10-minute training, just go to practicepromotions.net slash ptmakeover. That's ptmakeover, no spaces. In just 10 minutes, you can learn simple changes that'll make your website irresistible to new patients. Now, let's get on with the show. So realize this, that money really is the lifeblood of your practice. You, you can't help more patients get better if you can't be profitable and have a thriving practice. So it, it really is important to manage your money and manage your finances. But sometimes practice owners can get a little squeamish about money, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it is perfectly okay to make a great living as a physical therapist. You should, you know, you're taking a lot of risk in your business and your practice, you're helping a lot of people and you deserve to get paid very well for doing so. And I think, in fact, you know, in, in general, the whole profession doesn't get paid nearly enough what they what they should be paid. So we have to look here at inflow and outflow. Uh, what systems can you build and have in place to make sure money is always flowing in? First and foremost, marketing is the first step in financial planning because it generates income. Marketing is such a critical part of that. You know, next, you need to make sure that you have proper billing. Your billing systems need to be free from errors so that claims, you know, they can be paid on time. And in addition, you need to, to have someone who's ruthless but polite about following up with insurers and patients to make sure payments come due quickly, right? The money's just not sitting out there. And so good financial control means that you have a nice flow of money that's coming in. You know, it's dependable. It's not prone to fluctuations and in insurance carries whims. And again, you have, uh, if, if you're heavy on Medicare patients, then again, you're putting a lot of risk from a financial perspective on this one type of payer. So what if Medicare holds payments? What if they cut reimbursement? So if you have 50% of your uh, practice as Medicare patients, you need to look at how you're going to diversify that, right? And bring in more patients who are, uh, you know, under the Medicare age. So the other part here is where can you build profit centers in your practice? And, and profit centers are areas in your business that are highly profitable. Uh, to create a profit center, you may need to add additional services. You know, maybe it's going to be massage. Maybe it's going to be acupuncture. Maybe it's dry needling. Maybe it's diagnostic ultrasound, EMG, laser therapy. I mean, there's so many things that you can do and add to the core value of your practice. So you have to look at uh, these other areas in your practice. Where can you offer additional services to customers. Uh, many patients want these additional services and choices to help them get healthier. And the question is, are you able to offer that in your practice? And our most successful practices that we see are often multidisciplinary practice. Maybe they have, you know, PT, OT, speech, chiropractic, massage, acupuncture. You know, patients see all these services in one place, these offerings, and they think, wow, this place has it all. They can really help me. So again, wherever you can weave in other additional services and especially profit centers in your practice, you're going to do very well. And one thing I think you got to look at here too, as the world evolves and changes, where can you add in diagnostic services into your practice? Yeah, as therapists, we're actually able to do these things with some training, such as diagnostic ultrasound and uh, electromyography. Uh, so there, there's some training to this, but it, it really is a great way to bring additional revenue and it's paid at a very, very uh, great rate. And so uh, if you've never you know, connected with them before, you should check out Hands-On Diagnostics. You know, it's an excellent company uh, for that. Um, so you can go to, uh, you know, handsoncompanies.com and check them out. And they, they, they do these services. They train uh, therapists on how to do diagnostic ultrasound and EMGs in their practice. 
Uh, also, we've had a lot of success with clients who are using Lightforce lasers. Um, it's a great way to add a cash-based service into your practice, and it gets great results. So something to check out there, lightforcemedical.com. So really the point here is to, to add more services to your practice so you can offer more to your customers and give more of what they want, and it also gives your practice more dynamic revenue. And this really helps you overcome reimbursement challenges from Medicare. Now, the other thing to look at here is revising insurance contracts. So when was the last time that you went through, you know, all of your insurance contracts and asked for a raise? I hope it was less than six months ago, but, in, you know, maybe it has been a while, right? So it's a good practice to frequently renegotiate insurance contracts. And I want you to realize that it's this. You never take no for an answer. Uh, it's a game, right? It's a game I always played in my practice and I often won. I didn't always win, but I often won. And so what happened was at the time in 2008, I was actually the highest reimbursed outpatient PT practice for United Healthcare that I know of in two South Florida uh, counties uh, because I was persistent, right? And I kept showing the value and kept negotiating and renegotiating and, and not taking no for an answer. And, you know, it took a little while, but we built up our uh, pay value there. So... Here's some of the key steps that you can take, right? That I used to do, and you can take this with you and renegotiate your insurance contracts. So first off is being persistent in finding out the right person to talk to. You know, this takes some detective work in finding out the right network manager. Um, and sometimes, you know, they may not even be in your state. So just realize that. So first you gotta find out the right people to talk to. Then you have to build your arsenal. You need to take your top reimbursing insurers uh, get like the HICFA forms there of the patients with those insurances, make sure, you know, things are blacked out, but you can demonstrate what their competitors are paying you. So you're going to take your highest reimbursing uh, insurers, you know, get that, um, you know, the billing part uh, shown there on that form. And you can prove then, Hey, this is my reimbursement rates that I'm receiving. And then you can create a compelling document on what makes your practice unique. So, do you have things like lymphedema services, OT, multidiscipline services is the way that you approach? What kind of results are you able to get? How are you able to save them money? All those kind of things. You have to really create that compelling document and then have the evidence of what their competitors are paying. And then, you know, call and fax that network representative repeatedly with the documentation, even if they told you no, and keep reproviding that proof of what other top insurances are paying you and why you deserve to be paid at the rate that you should be. And so the goal is to really push that compelling argument of how your services save that insurance company money and why your practice should be reimbursed at a higher rate. So anywhere that you can demonstrate, uh, you know, maybe even this patient was going to go for uh, a knee surgery, which, you know, would have been this average, maybe $20,000, $30,000 average cost, yet we were able to prevent them from having that and that saved your insurance company X amount of dollars. So anytime you can use that in your argument, it's going to help you a lot. You know, it takes a bit of smooth talking and definitely standing up for your services, but I found this technique to work pretty well when done at least on a yearly basis, if not more. And so just realize you won't always win, but if you can raise your reimbursement by 5% on multiple insurance contracts, then that's a great win in your book for increasing your revenue. Now, one of the things here is uh, you have to have the frame of mind that you've got to know your worth and you should ditch poor paying insurance contracts. Um, 
while it is admirable that we want to help everyone with the services we provide, you know, unfortunately, we can't survive as a business if we accept poor paying HMOs or insurances that don't meet our financial criteria, right? It, it, there's a certain cost to delivering the kind of care that we want to uh, deliver in our practice. And we need to know what that is, and we need to be able to measure the reimbursement rates of different uh, insurance companies against that. So don't lower your standards because you might be able to get in network with a big insurance company, but you have to take all their HMO patients and it's going to kill you because you're going to have to see three, four patients at a time just to make ends meet. That's really not a great way to approach, uh, you know, the business aspect of your practice. So uh, it really comes back to calculating, you know, your operating costs for each patient, uh, understanding your absolute minimum reimbursement per visit, and then what your ideal reimbursement per visit should be. And this can really help guide you in determining what insurances you should keep and who you should not renew contracts with. Uh, so sometimes it can be painful to let a big network go, but you're better off helping those patients out of network, right? And if you're good at what you do, and if you're great at selling your services and your team's great at selling your services, people will come to see you out of network because you can show them there's a difference to that. All right, so finally here you can, you know, focus on leading your practice to success. So I want you to realize that even though reimbursement cuts may happen, ultimately there is a lot in your control. And if you know how to apply these three key actions, keep your pipeline full, maximize your efficiency and build those profit centers and manage your finances, you will be able to overcome many challenges from the insurance world. All right, so again, keep your pipeline full with effective marketing, maximize your practice efficiency, keep tight control of your finances, especially labor costs. And this is Neil Trickett from Practice Promotions, wishing you much success in your practice. Thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to check out practicepromotions.net slash power. There, listeners can download over nine checklists and free resources made to coach you through simple, proven marketing actions to increase new patients. So check it out today. That's practicepromotions.net slash power, and I'll see you next time.